With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. lot to recap. Got a busy guest list. Chris Sims on loan from NBC Sports. We'll dive into the Cowboys situation. They got a big game coming up in Seattle this weekend. Tim Kalashaw will join us. Urban Meyer, former Ohio State head coach, will stop by and we'll check in with the New England Patriots as well. If you'd like to stop by, you can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle with DP Show. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock, and also great radio affiliates around the country, numbering 362. Raiders in Las Vegas seem to fit well together. Even though they haven't been good for a long time, the Raiders have a place in football lore. And, you know, you got that new stadium last night, and you still go back to the Raiders, and there's still there's something about the colors, something about that name, the history. You go back to the 70s. I mean, this isn't the uh, bad boy Raiders that we had back then. Derek Carr isn't exactly Kenny the Snake Stabler, but here they are. Could you imagine the Raiders of the 70s in Las Vegas? Oh, boy. The Raiders opened their new stadium with an impressive win over the Saints last night. And they've got some young stars there. Josh Jacobs, the tight end. Darren Waller's a great story. And the defense responded. Because I looked at what the numbers were. 17-7 second quarter, the Saints were leading. And then the Raiders dominated. At that point, they outscored New Orleans 27-7. They had the ball twice as long as the Saints did, and they had eight more first downs. And the Saints, usually it's the Raiders who were known historically as the team with penalty issues. The Saints had 10 penalties last night and uh, 89 penalty yards against their defense. But give credit to the Raiders. They won a game on the road against Carolina, came back home beating a good Saints team. But the question is not about, or the discussion is not about the Raiders today. It somehow was about Drew Brees. That apparently Drew Brees got old last night, got older last night. If they had won that game, would anybody be talking about Drew Brees and his arm strength or lack thereof? Now, you know where I stand on it. Love Brees, but uh, I saw maybe not as sharp a quarterback as we've seen in uh, previous years. Now, he got injured last year, did come back, and had a respectable second half of the season. But as they go, I think the Saints are going to go. And last night, they were up 17-7. He threw a bad interception at the end of the first half. And Drew Brees and the Saints, that was a game I thought, the way they started out, that they were going to roll over the Raiders. Here's Drew Brees on uh, the team just not being in sync. Are we totally in sync right now? No, we're not. We're not even close to what we are capable of. Not even close. We did some good things tonight early on, but it just uh, just wasn't enough for the 
the few opportunities we had, we needed to take better advantage of that. Now, I don't know if he gets younger next week, because if Breeze throws for three touchdowns, no interceptions, then apparently he'll, he'll get younger, right? Because right now it feels like, oh, you get to a certain age and then you're too old. But if you play well, then it's like, oh, fountain of youth. Oh, don't count him out. Drew Brees is still a very good quarterback. Do I think he's a top five quarterback? No, but who cares about, you know, rankings? You know, they, he's going to have to be a game manager here because you didn't have Michael Thomas last night. Let's not forget about that. Best receiver in the game. You still had Alvin Kamara. I mean, if you look at Brees' numbers, they're not pedestrian. He did okay last night. It was just he had a bad interception. Uh, Alvin Kamara is still a dangerous player, but that Saints defense, you know, they got manhandled there. That was the big surprise. John Gruden loves Derek Carr, and he wants to let you know that he loves Derek Carr, and he keeps reminding us that he loves Derek Carr. So here's John Gruden telling you how much he loves Derek Carr. He had nine different flankers last year, nine. You know, when I was here, I was here for four years, and we had Tim Brown every week for four years, one. You know, we've had I don't know how many different combinations on the offensive line, yet, you know, he threw for over 4,000 yards and 70%, put us in a position to make the playoffs in week 15. This guy's a great quarterback, and um, we're surrounded him with better players. Okay. I know that he keeps telling us about this guy, but then this is also the same organization that went out and signed Marcus Mariota. They flirted with Tom Brady, bringing him in. And they did host Kyler Murray prior to the draft because, from what I'm told, they were going to go up and get him. In fact, I was sworn to secrecy that I wouldn't say that John Gruden was infatuated with Kyler Murray. This was at the time, you know, getting close to the draft. And I had somebody with the Raiders who said, look, John loves Kyler, but you can't, you're not allowed to broadcast that. Because I had hinted about it, and uh, I had heard from somebody, and they said, look, he really loves him. And I said, are you going to go up and get him? And he goes, I wouldn't rule it out. So I know that John loves Kyler Murray. They talked about Tom Brady. They brought in Marcus Mariota. Derek Carr has been a very good quarterback. And then he regressed a little bit. I think there were whispers after he broke his leg that, you know, was he going to be the same kind of quarterback? But he's there, and he, he put up good numbers last night. Here's Derek Carr after the win. This organization means everything to me. They've stuck behind me through some hard times, you know. Uh, through through some, some times our team, we struggled. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but when you can get on the other side of things, be 2-0 and as the Las Vegas Raiders, that's a pretty cool thing, you know? It is. And he does have the talent, but I don't know if that organization is was all in with Derek Carr. Because I thought you go to a new stadium, and from what I was told, they were all in on trying to get Kyler Murray to have him as their quarterback when they were going into that new stadium. That they wanted to create a buzz. Now, how they were going to pull that off, I have no idea. But that's... Uh, you know, good for Derek Carr to kind of survive. Looking at Drew Brees, then weeks 11 through 17 last year, 22 touchdowns, one interception. He completed 75% of his passes, and he won six of eight games. Now, was he old? Because in weeks one and two, he threw two touchdowns and two interceptions. Then he got hurt, hurt his thumb. So I don't know, was he old last year? If he throws three touchdowns next week, is he still old? Is there still question marks there? Is he going to be a deep ball thrower? No, he's not. But that doesn't mean he still can't be a great quarterback. What's wrong, McLovin? He's such a check down Charlie now, though, going against the other check down Charlie last night. I mean, it just feels like this short passing. I mean, eventually, our defense is going to jump, just jump those routes. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. That's when you go back to their game against the the Rams and, you know, breeze through that interception and the Rams ended up winning that game. And, uh, you know, I, I've had questions about his arm strength for quite some time, but I don't... I, Philip Rivers has never had a strong arm. It had nothing to do with him getting older. It was just he never had a, a really strong arm. I, I think that that is going to come back to haunt the Saints at some point, their inability to throw deep. But if you have Kamara and you have Michael Thomas, and if the defense plays well, 
you know, that's obviously that team is on the short list of those who are going to, you know, maybe go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, McLevin. Same question for Derek Carr. So they get Henry Ruggs and they don't, they throw him. They actually got a PI at the very end of the game on him, but they don't throw deep at all. No, and I was surprised because I thought that's why you go out and get Ruggs because you want to stretch the field in Raider fashion, you know, throwing the ball deep. But I, I think they got to get a little more comfortable. You got a, a quality running back. You got a quality tight end. I got to work rugs in there. And, and you're just starting here. Like the overreaction is that maybe the Raiders are better than we thought and that Drew Brees has suddenly got too old to be the quarterback for the Saints. This program brought to you by LegalZoom. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. You can take care of things you need to get done without having to leave your home. It's LegalZoom.com. All right, McLovin, what do you have for me today? So you can word this a couple ways. Who would you buy stock in for the season, or who is most likely to reach the Super Bowl? I'll give you the four older quarterbacks. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger. I would probably buy stock in Drew Brees right now. I think they're a better team than Tampa. The Colts, eh, I'm not sold on that marriage with Phillip Rivers and the Colts. I just think it's tough to go from a team that you've spent your entire career with and then you go in an offseason where you don't get to work out with them. You've had injuries there on the defensive side of the ball. Ben, I'm fascinated with. I've said that. I found the Steelers to be the most fascinating team for me going into this season because if Ben is healthy, that Steeler defense is good enough for them to at least make Baltimore and Kansas City nervous in a postseason game. So I, I would say Drew Brees right now. But, but see, I know what I'm getting with Drew Brees. I think people looking at Drew Brees last night may look at him and go, wow, they don't throw the ball downfield very often or there there's no more 5,000 yard passing seasons for Drew Brees which they weren't a pass first team I mean they became a running team with Ingram and Kamara like this just didn't happen like this and then you got Drew Brees who's got a TV job with NBC you know you wonder if they get close again does he want to play again would they they want him to play I mean they're so anxious to get Taysom Hill in there and I, I had a conversation with a uh, scout last night. And uh, I, I said, are you infatuated with Taysom Hill? And he goes, let me put it to you this way. I know he does a lot of different things, but he has to do a lot of different things because he doesn't do one thing really well. And I, he goes, could you imagine if we said, um, hey, Cam Newton, Cam, we want you to go out there and want you to be a wide receiver. We want you to be um, a kick returner, and we want you to be a part-time quarterback as well. Do you think Cam Newton could do something like that? Chances are he probably could. If you said to Kyler Murray, hey, we want to use you as, you know, uh, in the backfield. We want to line you up at wide receiver. We want you to be a quarterback as well and be a kick returner. But the Saints are paying Taysom Hill $16 million a year. Really? I think they are. <laughs> How'd that get by me? I think it's six something crazy, right? That was his bonus. I think he, they have him for like two years, 21 or something. Man. Yeah. yeah, people don't like that contract much. Well, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I see Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback, and, you know, eventually after, next se- after this season. I mean, maybe they're going to put in Taysom Hill and say, go in there and be Lamar Jackson, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Paul. You're right. In the next two years, he's going to get $16 million. Jeez. You know, it's a weird dynamic, though, because I remember watching Taysom Hill play in college, and it's been a long time since I watched him play. But, um, my computer's going. My computer's just. We're, we're running commercials. <laughs> Brought to you by. I, Qualcomm. I heard something like, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> it started to pop up at. But it's weird when you're watching the Saints because you don't want Drew Brees to get hurt and you don't want Drew Brees to get benched, but you sure would love to see Taysom Hill run an offense for a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, I'd be fascinated to see but if I don't, this is going to work. I don't root for it to happen. And also, quarterbacks do get old quickly. Peyton Manning in 2014 threw 39 touchdowns. The next season he threw nine. They did win the Super Bowl and he retired. But he had an injured shoulder there. So... You know, is Drew Brees going to be, is this the Drew Brees we're going to see? And is it good enough for the Saints to go to a Super Bowl? And I still think it is. I'm just, I'm not surprised when I see what I see with him. 
And I think people were, because we'll see highlights sometimes. But if you watch an entire game with a quarterback, then you get a truer sense. Like Carson Wentz, I went back and I watched the first half of that game. And I, I, you, you're watching a guy who's in his fifth year and you go, like, how did he regress like this? And I'm going to talk to Chris Sims about this. I'm breaking down tape with Merrill Hodge and uh, Ron Jaworski there. <laughs> well, I wanted to be at least fair to Carson Wentz because, they, you know, this is going south quickly here. His footwork is horrible. It, it's horrible. And you go, how did this happen? Yes, McLovin. I think he's afraid of that knee. Yes. You, you've had knee surgery. Yes. You could tell when a guy is spooked. Anytime you have, you've had surgery, and if you have your plant knee, and you're always thinking about that, you know, you'll tend to throw off your back foot a little bit more. His footwork's horrible. It really is. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if the answer is Jalen Hurts, who's a second-round pick, who didn't have an off-season workout program, and you're going to put him in there? I don't think that's the answer. I think you got to you got to ride this Carson Wentz storm and just see where you are at the end of the year. You got a lot of money wrapped up in Carson Wentz, but he is regressing. But your offensive line isn't very good. Zach Ertz hasn't done much there, but Carson Wentz, there's some real issues there with just how he sets up in the pocket. Um, and he made some bad decisions, too, where you go, there, that guy's open right there. Just throw it there. And he would throw it where there's two guys. And it, it just didn't make sense. So they got, they got to figure out something quickly, though, in that division. I mean, you're fortunate that it's not a good division. And, you know, you can still win that. Div- they won the division last year, and they weren't very good. But if the Cowboys are going 8-8, eight and eight, you can still win that division going 9-7. and seven. All right, McLevin, you got a poll question? Yeah, I got another one. Okay. Uh, And my geography's not perfect here, but which West Coast team is most likely to jump into the playoffs after missing it last year? The Rams, Chargers, Raiders, or the uh, Arizona Cardinals? Mm. Well, so Nevada, California, Arizona. Okay. All all four are in position now. Um, So teams from the West. Yes. I believe they're all 2-0, yep. Hmm. They're all a little spicy. Yeah, I'm a little bit more enthused about the Rams, let's put it that way. And I wasn't because I thought they were going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team this year. But that defense has been pretty good, and I just didn't know if they had – I like Woods. I think he's really underrated. Cooper Cup is in there as well. You don't have, you know, Todd Gurley. And maybe that's a good thing, but you know, I think as Carson or as uh, Jared Goff goes, they go. I, I I don't know about the Raiders, Chargers. Yeah, did you see Anthony Lynn goes? Hey, we lost the game. Like, hey, are you going to have Justin Herbert as your quarterback next week? He goes, uh, we lost the game. <laughs> so if you won the game, then Justin Herbert's your quarterback. I don't know if that was the follow-up question, but that would have been my follow-up question. Yes, McLovin. Twitter's head is exploding over that decision to go back to yeah. Tyrod Taylor. By the way, the Chargers are 1-1, one one, as you pointed out. And people go, oh, you know, you can't lose your job to an injury. Tell that to Drew Bledsoe. There's, a, there's quite a few quarterbacks who have lost their job. Trent Green lost his job to Kurt Warner. You can go down the list. Just about every team has a situation where a quarterback lost his job to somebody else. All right, we'll take a break. Chris Sims will join us. I'm going to ask him a couple of things, uh, certainly about Carson Wentz with what we've seen. Um, The fact that members of the Dallas Cowboys didn't know the onside kick rule. So I don't think Atlanta did. It turns out that the person recovering the onside kick didn't know the rule either. Yeah, Paulie. Well, do you guys watch like when games go to overtime now, the ref gives a five-minute uh, diatribe on what the overtime rules are. He looks at both teams and goes, just so you know, we're playing 10 minutes. At the end of those 10 minutes, if someone scores on the opening drive a touchdown, the game is over. If they don't score, the next one gets I – mean, he walks you through it. So there's no confusion. I think they do it for the people at home as well. I think they do that for Donovan McNabb. Didn't McNabb not realize that you could end in a tie like years ago when he was playing? Um C.J. Goodwin, he recovered the ball for the Cowboys, and he said with these new rules, they can't touch the ball either. They have to wait, the Falcons. 
<laughs> Somebody had to tell C.J. Goodwin, no, no, that's not the case. They can touch the ball if they want to. All right, we'll take a break. We'll also uh, talk to Chris Sims about the uh, Patriots with Cam Newton, that decision to run at the end of the game. Uh, we'll take a break. It's uh, coming up on 20 after the hour. Glad to have you on board here. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Sleep number setting, 100. Yes, it is. There's so many things about this bed, and they only give me 60 seconds to do so. I don't know if I can get all of this in, but they, you know, they tell you the optimum temperature that uh, you're going to have. You, you can have a foot warmer in there. You can raise the bed, lower the bed. It's two beds in one. And uh, keep your bedroom at a cool temperature. Optimum sleep temperature is the low, mid-60s. They've, they've got all this data there to help you get a great night's sleep. And when's the last time you said, boy, that was a great night's sleep? 83% of couples sleep either too hot or too cold. But uh, the... Uh, Sleep number 360 smart bed creates your own personal microclimate. It balances the the surface temperature and keeps you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Right now, there's sales going on. Save up to $1,000 on the new 360 smart bed plus smart adjustable base. Proven quality sleep game changer. Sleep number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Shop your way at a sleep number store or online at sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. 
To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It was uh, 2008 Eagles versus the Bengals. Eagles got the ball in their own 37 with seven seconds to go in overtime. Donovan McNabb had no idea that he had to complete a Hail Mary or get a defensive penalty or the game would end in a tie. He thought the game would keep going until somebody won. And his comment after the game regarding ties was, it'd be a shame if that happened in a playoff game. (laughs) This is your quarterback. And he didn't even know what overtime rules were. Uh, This guy does. He's Chris Sims, who joins us on the program on loan from Pro Football Talk Live. Um, where do you want to start today, Chris? Well, uh, I mean, that's why they pay you the big bucks. Okay. But I guess, I guess, but I guess the, the big thing to talk about would be last night's game, right? I mean, what do you take away from that game? Do you start to go, ooh, are the Raiders a team to watch out for here? Or are we still not sure about the Saints through two weeks and – Things don't look smooth and they're not playing their best football. I, I tend to be on that a little bit more right now. Where I'm a little more concerned with the way the Saints look to start. And it feels like the national conversation has to do with Drew Brees. Like people were alarmed that Drew Brees all of a sudden looks average. Now, yeah, 41. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't know if it's okay, you're that age. Like three years ago, was his arm any stronger? Like I, I don't know. It just feels like... Everybody got a chance to see him. He might get younger next week if he throws three touchdowns, though, Chris. So you know how this works. It's week to week here. But is Drew Brees a concern for you? He definitely is. There's no doubt about it that he is a concern for me with the Saints. Well, I mean, first off, you, you see the game last night. You know, the first two series, it's, it's great execution. Things are going good. Sean Payton's got his early plays he wants to go to in the game plan. But then after that, Raiders make adjustments, whatever, the game settles in. And you see that it, offense is hard for the Saints. It, it's, it's, it's always got to be a 12-play, 80-yard drive. There's never a big play in the pass game to take pressure off the offense. And, yeah, I think between the last two weeks, with everybody wanting to tune in to see Breeze and Brady, and now it's Monday Night Football and the new Las Vegas Raiders stadium and everything like that, I think people are – you know, seeing something that I know you and I talked about a little last year where it was concerning, and here it is kind of rearing its ugly head once again. And no Michael Thomas, I understand that. He's a big part of the offense, and he really is great for Drew Brees because he works the middle of the field and all those short to intermediate routes. So not having them hurt their offense, but nonetheless, we're seeing too many errant throws, balls that die out and don't get to the target and things like that that I think are a little more concerning than in the past. Are the Raiders all in on Derek Carr? Because John Gruden keeps reminding us how much he loves Derek Carr. But, boy, you, you love him so much, you entertain Tom Brady. You thought about trading up to get Kyler Murray. You brought in right. Marcus Mariota. I don't know if that's how you show love to your quarterback. No, no, I'm not sure they're all in on him yet either. I don't, I don't think they are. I think this is a prove-it year for Derek Carr, where he's going to have to continue to play the way he's played these first two weeks and probably then some. You know, even the early on in the game, you saw Brian Greasy on Monday Night Football kind of talking about, ooh, I'd, I wish Derek Carr would have pushed the ball down the field. There's still moments where he lacks aggressiveness. If he can bring that to his game, you can see he's very smart. He's unbelievably accurate. I mean, balls on the money all night long, letting receivers run after the catch. But, no, I don't think they're sold on it. You explained it. They've been flirting with people and sending out mixed messages for the last few years, and I think he's going to have to have a real good year to continue to be that guy there in, in, in Las Vegas. What do you do if you're the Chargers after that performance by Justin Herbert where your head coach says, hey, we lost the game. I, you didn't lose it because of Justin Herbert. 
No, you did not. And, I, you know, I, I am one that tends to go, let's go with Justin Herbert. I mean, you want to play run the football, ball control, play through your defense style of football? Well, he proved to us he can do that. Now, I know he threw the interception, you know, 17-9 to 9 and made the rookie mistake. But the other thing I would argue, too, is he made plays that Tyrod Taylor is just not going to make. I'm sorry. There's no other way to say that. I mean, Herbert has, I think, as you saw a little bit, some eye-popping talent, some throws and runs where you go, whoa, that's a little different right there. And to me, with the way they want to play, and he seems like a very smart kid. He certainly didn't blink in the pressure of the big lights or anything like that. And you got the Carolina Panthers this week. Yeah. I, I think the time would be right now for to, to throw Herbert in there and start the future. Do you think the Patriots style with Cam Newton is sustainable? I do. I think that, you know, Cam is going to have to continue to be careful. And he is usually running the football, except when he gets into those third and one, fourth and one type runs where we saw. And those have really been the only big collisions he's had running the football to this point. But I think two things. They're, they're going to take those quarterback runs when the defensive schemes present itself like it did in Miami two weeks ago with, okay, it was there to be had. Hey, Cam, you keep the ball. But the, the big thing is I think he's going to give them great confidence to continue to be able to go, hey, even if you can't run the ball, we saw, man, his ability to stay in the pocket, make the right throw, make some game-changing type throws, it is very real. And that'll give them some leeway, too, to maybe go, ooh, when in doubt, all right, this guy knows our offense. He knows where to go with the ball, and he throws it, you know, the correct ball, too. Um, I'm very excited by what I've seen out of that offense and Cam Newton and New England at this point. I think it's just at the beginning phases of where it can grow. But would you sign him up? I know they got him for a bargain, but is there a point where the Patriots go, maybe we've seen enough that we need, and, and what's Cam going to cost you? I, that, that's going to be the big question. And, and I think this is both of them kind of evaluating each other as we go along. But you're right. I mean, hey, if Cam continues to play the way he's playing right now, he's going to go, um, I want 30 plus million dollars next year to play quarterback. And I don't know where the New England Patriots go. If, if he continues to play the way he's playing right now, they're going to go, okay, well, you deserve it because you were the man this year. You know, again, we talked about no weapons on the Patriots offense all last year. And all of a sudden we have weapons all of a sudden, nothing's really changed except the guy at quarterback. And I'm not trying to take a knock at Brady or anything like that. I'm just saying this guy still has specialness to his game and his leadership and how the pressure he puts on a defense because of his, his vast skill set. And uh, I expect it to be a good year for him from what I've seen here. And I think he will be the quarterback here for the next few years in new England. Yeah, because he's he's going to be a big ticket item if he's playing this right. well. And he's only, what, 31, so he still could get maybe that three- or four-year deal. We're talking to Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk co-host, NBC Football Night in America analyst as well. I'm surprised that both sides of the onside kick in Dallas didn't understand the rule for the onside kick, Chris. I, I, I'm amazed. I mean, I, Atlanta, I don't know what they were doing. It's, it's a shocking that they sat there. And once you saw the ball get to the seven or eight yard mark to just continue to sit there and watch it. And when you see the balls rolling in that direction, yeah, obviously details were not talked about there and they need to be more thorough. And to your point, what I heard you open up the segment with, and this is what I argue a lot with even like when you do the NFL top 100, you got guys in the NFL who they just play football and I'm not trying, but they're not going home and watching Sunday night football or Monday night football or keeping up what's going on in the league. They go to practice. They do what the coach says. They like playing the game, but they're not all in. And as you can see, some guys don't understand what the hell's going on out there at times. Yeah, but you're on the kickoff team. Uh, it's amazing. I have no answer for you. All I can say is that that game was a debacle with some of the coaching decisions. I mean, to go for two up 26 to seven in the second quarter, I didn't know coaches could tell the future now and they know how it's going to unfold. Oh, look, that point kind of came in handy losing by one. You know, the onside kick, Mike McCarthy going for two down nine. What? I mean, I, I don't know it. That's uh, this analytics and stuff like this is driving me crazy right now. You know, the, this kind of masked, though, what was going on in Dallas. I mean, they, they got a win, a miracle win here. And now you go to Seattle this weekend. 
And that Seattle team seems to know what they're doing. And now they're feeding, you know, letting Russ cook a little bit here. Yeah. Um, what do you expect to happen? Dallas, Seattle. I think Dallas, I, I think we could see a shootout in this game, really. I do. Because I'm a little, like, Dallas's defense has not exactly, uh, you know, blown me away through the first two weeks either. I mean, we saw last week in the Rams, they kind of moved the ball up and down the field on them. And Seattle's, uh, this is the best Russ's look. It's the best weapons he's ever had around him. And Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, got to give him a lot of credit for changing his, you know, persona, run first, to realize, wait, the strength of our team is through the pass game. He's really grown the offense. I questioned whether how much he can be creative in the pass game and things like that. Been really impressed with what I saw through two weeks. And their defense, you know, it, it, it tells me in Seattle's going to play this way the whole year, Dan, because the defense is playing aggressive too. It's not bend, don't break. It's a little bit like, hey, we're going to blitz Jamal Adams and we're going to make a strip sack fumble or get the ball back. Or we might give a big play up and you score, but oh well, Russ will be back on the field and we're comfortable with getting in a shootout. And I think they're going to be very comfortable with what we've seen the first two weeks all year long. I went back and watched Carson Wentz in the first half. And hey. I, I never played the position, but I know footwork. And his footwork looks terrible for a guy who we thought was established and a franchise quarterback. But like, what happened to Carson Wentz here? It, uh, it, and I haven't watched the film in that game. It's something that's on my docket here uh, this morning that I'm going to go back and watch. But it, it is concerning. You know, he first off needs a little bit of the governor of like, man, that's too tight of a window or go down there. There's nine guys on you. Just take the sack. Don't try to flip a ball to somebody and do things like that. I do think he's a little aggressive, tries to make too much happen at times offensively they're struggling to find their way we know they got the offensive line injuries and yeah at times he just doesn't have the proper mechanics throw in the football or he'll just lock his legs in the ground and try to throw the ball in an awkward position but it's not been good he yeah, cost them the first game with some of the play calling and and last week was not a good look either and and Sean McVay had a lot to do with that too with what he's doing on the offensive side too I don't know what your reaction was to Trent Dilfer Trent Dilfer said that the Packers drafted Jordan Love to basically, you know, get Aaron Rodgers upset. Like, do you wow. think that they would actually like it? Are they reverting to something that sounds as desperate as that to get Aaron Rodgers motivated? Damn. I mean, I, I, I that, that would be some Zen master stuff <laughs> right there to trade up in the first round just to do that i mean they could have just called me the packers and i would have trashed aaron Rodgers, and maybe we all would have joined in and we could have pissed him off and got him to go again you know what i mean uh so I, it certainly has ignited him and you know there's two things that jumped out to me about their offense through the first two weeks they're much more aggressive with downfield pass plays and calling those plays and rogers who i think was scarred from years of a very average offense around him schematically to where he didn't want to force the ball into a tight window with the first read. He might hold it and dance around and they make Rogers magic happen. Last year, I saw a few of those times where he did that and I went, oh no, the first guy's open. You got to throw it to him. And remember he got that little spat with Matt LaFleur like in week two or week three. And that's what it was about. This year, man, Dan, He's playing the position true to form. The first guy, if he's open by three inches, he throws that ball in there and throws a strike, and I think it's helped their offense and the rhythm of their offense a lot. Well, they also have a great running back, too. So that, Yes, they do. That That's certainly out, no help. doubt. We brought this question up yesterday. We do this all the time. Paulie somehow loves to shoehorn Julian Edelman into a conversation that has to do with the Hall of Fame. Whose <laughs> career I – can, I can give you Julio Jones's career or Julian Edelman. Oh, yeah, I, I'm still going to take Julio Jones. I'm going to take Julio Jones, even though you don't have the ring and that does stink in those playoff moments. But Julio Jones will go down as one of the greatest receivers ever. Julian Edelman, to me, is just a really good receiver that was a big piece for a great football yes, team. Yes, Paulie, yes. Chris, I can't believe this. Your, your dad is the perfect example. Phil Sims has a career. He might not be first ballot Hall of Fame, but Phil Sims has a ring and as part of two rings. And I would want that as much as maybe even a Dan Marino career. Rings in well, New York. Well, 
I, I, I get it. I Would mean, you rather are... have your dad's career or Dan Marino's career? Oh, man, I, I'd probably still go with Dan Marino's career. I think I would. You know, Those rings are cool, but damn, all the money Dan made in the Hall of Fame and the Isotoner, I think my dad would trade one of those rings to Dan Marino for some of his money. Would so. your dad take Dan Marino's career over his? <laughs> he, he might. He, he might. I know he made this comment one time where he went, uh, we were talking about this, and people were, he's like, oh, well, I think it's all a little overrated. Dan Marino's the, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he sat back for a second, and we all sat there and watched him, and he went, and I mean, damn, I don't know. I'm Crap, he can have my race. Maybe I'll take his money. <laughs> so uh, it's not that crazy. <laughs> uh, good to talk to you, Chris. Hope you're well. Thanks, Thanks for guys. joining us as always. All right, be good, buddy. I'll talk to you guys. See ya. That's Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk co-host and NBC Football Night in America analyst. We'll take a break. We got our play of the day coming up next. We'll settle on our poll question as well. We check in on the Cowboys a little bit later on. Urban Meyer will stop by in the final hour of the program. Lakers Nuggets game three tonight. And the NFL is finding coaches if you're not wearing your mask correctly. We'll have a conversation about that coming up as well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Oh my God. The play, the play, is called play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Carlson will kick it. This to put it away. Good snap. Good hold. Kick on its way. Got it. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Vegas is going to win its first game at Allegiant Stadium. Vegas always wins, Brent. Brent Musburger with the call, Raider Nation. 
That's on Radio 920 AM. John Gruden opted to kick the 54-yard field goal instead of giving Drew Brees the ball back. And they pick up the victory. Play of the day brought to you by Home Depot. Home Depot is giving a call out to all you pros that are working hard every day. We've uh, got delivery options to get what you need exactly where you need it. So you can keep doing what you need to do to get the job done. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Former Jags Rams quarterback Blake Bortles scheduled to visit today with the Denver Broncos. Broncos nearly signed him last year with Drew Locke out for a little while. Blake Bortles, come on down for Todd Fritz's Denver Broncos. Driscoll did have his moments. He didn't come back to win, but desperate times. Yeah, he was okay. He did, he did all right. I had no problem with that. Carson Wentz has five giveaways, most in the NFL, four interceptions and one lost fumble. All right, McLevin, let's settle on the poll question. Okay, do we want to go there? Are we? I, I'm just so I'm so mad at you guys' championship take that you guys want the backup guard on a Super Bowl team other than. Oh, okay. So during the commercial break, we got into this conversation. Would you rather have Bernie Williams' career? He won four World Series titles with the Yankees, or Mike Trout's career? He's won nothing except for a bunch of individual awards. Let's say Mike Trout does not win a World Series in his career. <laughs> That's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Would you rather have Bernie Williams' career, great postseason performer, four World Series rings, or made Mike? A, made $100 million, Bernie Williams. Okay. Mike Trout's going to make a billion dollars, but uh, no rings. But he'll be one of the great players of all time. Yes, Todd. I'm going Bernie because you could say he's one of the greatest players of all time, but there's always going to be people saying he was so great, even though baseball is different than basketball. You couldn't get your team anywhere near a World Series, and that's how wonderful you were, that your team was still stuck in the bottom. But New York City. Yeah, but Bernie Williams couldn't have done single-handedly anything. No, but the four rings and, and Yankees and pinstripes and New York and all that and plenty of money and a musician on the side. I know we're just talking about uh, his, you know, the athletic <laughs> part of things, but rings in New York over – being considered one of the greats of all time. How do you know Mike Trout's not a musician? He, may I, he just plays not, a little kazoo. He may, he may not publicize it. He may play the saxophone for all I know. Yes, McLevin. Yeah, I agree with Todd. Bernie's acoustic guitar has overtaken his playing career. <laughs> My memory, that dude will play anywhere. But all right, what about Charles Haley? Five rings, second most of all time behind Tom Brady, or Reggie White? Be the best pass rusher the NFL has ever seen, or a really good one who just won a lot of championships? Reggie didn't get a ring with the Packers? Oh, darn it. All right, let me go with. Uh, give Did, me a. Didn't he beat the Patriots? Yes, <laughs> I blew that how, one. How up, about Bruce jerk. Smith? How about Bruce Smith? Good. Well, he made four Super Bowls. That gives you a lot of credit. Well, he didn't win one. Yeah, but all those Bills and Vikings teams that made the Super Bowls all made the Hall of Fame. Would you rather be Bruce? Smith oh, of course, Bruce Smith or Charles Haley. Bruce Smith with five rings. No, no question. Bruce Smith's in the conversation of top five defensive players of all time. Okay, just like Mike Trout's in the. Combo is top five players of all time, probably. He will be. Will be. I mean, in that realm. And then we always go back to Robert Ori with seven rings or Charles Barkley's career with zero. Whose career do you want? I'm going with all the Hall of Fame. I forgot Reggie won that ring. <laughs> yeah. But this goes back to Edelman is not going to the Hall of Fame, but he's got Super Bowl rings. Whereas Julio Jones is going to the Hall of Fame and he has no Super Bowl rings. Calvin Johnson, no Super Bowl rings. Yeah, Paul. Going back to Mike Trout, Mike Trout in his career, as great as it is, has played in three postseason games. Bernie Williams participated in 121 postseason games. He had 545 postseason at-bats. Mike Trout's had 15. Yeah. That's a three-game sweep. Yeah, see. And Bernie Williams, he batted just under 300 for his career, which is good. Hit almost 300 home runs. That's... Yeah, he was a good he was a good player. Yeah, like he benefited from being in a great lineup, and he was a very good complimentary player. Absolutely, and he was clutch in the postseason. I got no arguments with what he did in the postseason. He, you know, he's a three thirty hitter in the postseason. I mean, if you're going to say Scott Brocious, well, I'd have to think about oh. that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Williams is great. Yeah, yes, McLovin. Remember Brocious as a fielder that one year? He pulled a Brooks Robinson. 
But Bernie can shred. Let's get back. Don't forget that. Put that in the poll. No, no, no. He, no. he doesn't shred when he plays guitar. Oh, easy, he's so good. Easy. He just, yeah, easy listening. Easy. That's what it is. It's easy. There's nobody in America having this conversation today, even in Bernie Williams' household. Right now, he's about time. <laughs> Got some Rec Jeter takes all the credit. Oh, Mariano. Yeah, yeah, what about Bernie? About yeah. time I get a little recognition. Yes, <laughs> Sims does have that one ring, but to lose out that second ring to hot, I mean, he got the ring, but to watch your backup win a Super Bowl, that hurts too, though. If he won that Super Bowl, Phil Sims is a Hall of Famer. Jeff Hostetler did a very good job against Buffalo winning that Super Bowl. But if Phil Sims has two Super Bowls, he's going into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's how close it is. Crazy. Yeah, Paul. Phil Sims in 1988, in three postseason games, he beat Joe Montana and John Elway in, in two of the three games. Mm. And he was at eight touchdowns, no picks. In the uh, Super Bowl for Phil Sims, 22 of 25, outdueling John Elway. Mm. Bernie Williams has 22 career postseason home runs, second only to Manny Ramirez's 29. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes what? 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 Stat of what? the day. Stop. Yes, McLovin, what? Would you say 1980s Giants? Does anybody think of Phil Simms? There's only one player you think of, legacy-wise. He had one of the top five Super Bowl performances in history for a yeah, quarterback. Yeah, the other four quarterbacks who beat up that Broncos team. It means the, it's <laughs> LT's team. That was a one-man gang of a football team in history, legacy-wise. That, Nobody thinks that win Simms. against Buffalo was not Lawrence Taylor. Anybody that, could have beaten that, that Buffalo that team. Win had no, I to know, do, but nobody remembers. They they controlled the clock. They controlled the clock, and they kept Buffalo off the field. Yeah, Paul. In that Super Bowl, or Phil Simms won MVP. Lawrence Taylor had four tackles and no sacks. Take that, McLovin. Ah, he's Joe Flacco. We'll uh, check in with the Cowboys. Tim Kalashaw will join us. Urban Meyer in an hour from now, and we'll check in with the Patriots as well. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Tuesday. Dan Patrick Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is innovation on a magnificent scale. Available with the epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.